Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Networks. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash Coach Radio. That's audibletrial.com slash Life Coach Radio. And now, here's today's show. Good afternoon, everyone, and Happy New Year. Welcome to Making Inspired Choices with Coach Linda. I'm your host, Linda Stevens Jones, a certified Christian life coach. And with this being our first broadcast for 2016, I decided to invite a co-host. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm delighted to have my husband, Richard Jones, as my co-host. Let me give you a little of his bio. First, we call him Spike. (laughs) He retired in April of last year from a 40-plus year federal career, culminating as a program director for the Army Audit Agency. Since that time, he has tackled many honeydews, <laughs> and he has become a mortgage signing agent and is currently pursuing credentials in financial services, tax preparation, life and health insurance sales. I'll let him tell some other factoids about himself. Hun, welcome, and thanks for being my co-host today. Thank you, Linda. Well, first of all, allow me to give honor and thanks to God for what you are doing, Linda as a life coach, and with your internet radio broadcast. Who knew that on that Sunday evening a few years ago, when you came to my study and expressed to me that you were thinking of becoming a life coach, that you would be here years later hosting your own internet radio broadcast show and helping so many to make some very inspiring life choices. I thank God for what he has allowed you to do and for your tenacious spirit to inspire so many to make positive changes in their lives and from a Christian perspective. Well, to say a little more about me, first, I have to say I love the Lord, and I thank God for allowing me to continue to be here and serve him, especially as I look forward to another birthday that hopefully he will allow me to celebrate in 11 days. As you stated, I recently retired as a program director with the Army Audit Agency, uh, an organization that worked for the Secretary of the Army. When I retired from that organization, I had responsibility for a program of numerous audits across all levels of the Department of the Army. During my service as a program director and in other positions at the Army Audit Agency, I had the pleasure of helping Army leaders and managers to make more informed decisions about the effectiveness Army operations, programs, systems, and functions. You know, a lot of people think of auditors as the the people with the gotcha mentality, but I can truthfully say that when my team of auditors went to perform our reviews, we were truly there to help. We not only reported on issues that could be improved or better performed, but also highlighted successes that the Army achieved in all of those Army matters we looked at. I also want to say during my years as a civilian with the Army, my tasks were completed with Army soldiers in mind. 
as I helped to make sure the soldiers and the Army were ready and always to perform their expected missions. Those experiences carried me around the world to numerous places where soldiers were assigned or trained, and I was very proud for the opportunity to support them wherever I was assigned. Just a couple more things about me. I'm very active in my church, Antioch Baptist Church, and am serving or have served in various ministries at Antioch to include the Deacon Deaconess Ministry, the Commitment Counseling Ministry, the Male Chorus, Men of Praise Chorus and Gospel Choir, and wherever I'm called upon to serve. I am a fitness enthusiast, having worked part-time as a personal fitness and aerobics instructor. I used to be a marathon runner, but moved into cycling and marathon cycling after running took its toll on my back. I recently completed my second two-day 150-mile cycling ride in the Ride to Conquer Cancer. As a prostate cancer survivor, those two rides were part of my effort to pay it forward to help others survive cancer and to help fund research to find ways to conquer cancer. In my completion of the 2014 and 2015 Rise to Conquer Cancer, I raised almost $15,000 donated by so many great contributors who supported me in that cause. Those funds went directly to the Johns Hopkins Chemo Cancer Center, Suburban Hospital, Sibley Hospital, and other medical and research centers to help others with cancer and to find ways to help stop cancer. Well, I think I've said enough about me. I could go on and on if allowed to do so. So let's get on with the show because you, Linda, and our guest, Ms. Keitha Johnson, are the main attractions for this broadcast. Thanks, Hans. Thanks so much for being with me today. You and I both have a long friendship with today's special guest. So I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect that we both get to talk with her about some of her challenges and interests and triumphs. Our special guest is Ms. Keitha Johnson. For those of you out there who do not know Keitha, she is a Christian comedian, and it's going to be great today to have her to share with us, if we can all keep a straight face, that is. <laughs> yes, it's going to be work. And actually... I've got to interject right here before we go any further. How about Alabama winning that national championship last night? (laughs) It was quite a battle, but the tie prevailed. Roll tie. Great game, Clemson, but I am really excited that Alabama prevailed. Um, I want to... um, Just talk a little bit about what the main theme of our show is today. Because it's the first broadcast of a brand new year, our theme is hitting the highlights. In today's show, we want to let you, our listeners, reflect a bit on 2015 and share one or two of your highlights or special blessings over the past year. That's right. And we want to hear what everyone's looking forward to for 2016. A new year holds lots of promise and possibility. You know, it's like having a clean slate, so to speak, and you can create for yourself what you want this year to be. Yes, you're right, hon. In terms of this being a new year, I've meditated on the scripture in Isaiah 43, 19, which says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? 
I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Amen. That's making a way out of no way in my book. And I trust God to do a new thing in our lives this year, in all of our lives this year. I can't wait to hear what our listeners have to share later in the show. As I mentioned, we have an interview that you don't want to miss. So stay with us for the entire broadcast. But right now, why don't we begin by doing some reflections and sharing of our own? So, Spike, what was one of your most memorable highlights of 2015? Wow. One, I don't think I can just stop with one. I'll a little bit about some highlights. For 2015, first I give thanks to God for allowing me to be here in all of that year. I give thanks to the Holy Spirit for walking with me through a lot of challenges in 2015, health, work, financial, and major day-to-day issues. The first main highlight from 2015 is that we were able to move your mom, Linda, into our home and become caregivers for her. Mm-hmm. And thank God for allowing that to go as it, as well as it has gone continued so very well and to keep her in a very good state of health. We thank him for that. A second highlight for me was culminating my career with the Army Audit Agency and to be able to have some grand celebrations that were attended by so many wonderful people to help me in, in that celebration. I must say that having my mother, one of my sisters, three of my childhood friends, my pastor and other clergy, the gospel choir, and about 200 other friends co-workers, and past and present work associates present at my retirement ceremony. Oh, that was awesome. That was the moment that I cherish each and every day. And to have the gospel choir perform the song, Oh, Happy Day, wow, (laughs) God was truly in that ceremony. Mm -hmm. A third highlight uh, for me was training for and completing the Ride to Conquer Cancer we talked about earlier. I had to interrupt the training due to surgical procedures done on my eyes and due to an unexpected bout of vertigo that had me in Alexandria's hospital for over three days. But thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with me through all of that. Mm-hmm. And thanks to so many wonderful people who were praying for me as I successful, successfully weathered those storms and worked through all of that. And Linda, a fourth highlight was our celebrating our 15th wedding anniversary and celebrating it at my best place on the earth, Oahu <laughs> and the Hawaiian Islands. Yay, mm-hmm. ready to go again. <laughs> there are so many other 2015 highlights I could share, but I'm very thankful for them all. And what are you most look, looking forward to in 2016? Well, for 2016, I'm looking forward to whatever God has in store for me and to serve him better each and every day. Everything after that is icing on the cake, so to speak. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. And Linda, what are you looking for? Well, first of all, what were some of your main highlights in 2015, and what are you looking for in 2016? Well, I'm glad you mentioned moving mom in because that is uh, just a capstone of 2015 for me and having such excellent caregivers and how well she has done all year long. So I'm so thankful for that. That is definitely a a major highlight. Amen. Amen. Um, Our trip to Hawaii for our anniversary, which was so relaxing and beautiful. 
Um, and I particularly uh, remember our trying paddleboard surfing for the first time. <laughs> that was a real highlight. <clears throat> you know, and then in terms of other most memorable highlights, it's probably, as I thought about it, a lesson that has been woven through so many things that happened during the year in the forms in the form of blessings and reports of health challenges or loss of friends and loved ones. And that lesson for me is nothing catches God by surprise. While we may get news that greatly rattles us, nothing surprises him. Yes, yes. I found great comfort in that fact over the last year. And then what I'm most looking forward to in this year frankly, is coaching more women to evolve and have the courage to change their lives so that they live with more fulfillment and purpose. I'm very excited about the new groups that I will be working with beginning next week and all of the self-discovery and new perspectives that await them. That is really exciting, and I'm really looking forward to that. So here we come, 2016, for each of us, Let's plan to take hold of this year, not just get by month to month and just drift throughout the year, but let's ask God to fulfill his purposes through us with the gifts that we already have inside. And throughout the year, may we make choices that he has inspired and to focus our energies and time on whatever really matters on a deeper level. That way, at the end of this year, when we look back, we will feel gratified about how we spent our time and talents over the year. Let me know what you all think a little later in the show about that. And now, it's time to introduce our special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a privilege to introduce my friend, my homegirl, Ms. Keitha V. Johnson. She goes by Keith the V. <laughs> she is a Christian comedian, an insightful, inspirational speaker. Keith the V has been blessed with the gift of humor to celebrate our Lord and Savior. She is funny, witty, and spontaneous. She has been performing on the stage of life since early childhood. She writes Christian comedy that teaches enlightens, and encourages her audiences. She has a style of soul-stirring, knee-slapping, and belly-busting performances, and she is called upon to support a wide variety of events and programs. She has performed throughout the United States. As a comedian, Keith these career highlights include opening for CeCe Winans and Richard Smallwood at two Delta Sigma Theta National Convention Gospel Fest. Keitha V is a native of Phoenix City, Alabama, my hometown as well, and she is a graduate of the University of Alabama, where she earned a bachelor's degree in broadcast journalism. She honored America for 20 years by serving with distinction as a commissioned officer in the Adjutant General's Corps in the United States Army. During her Army career, Keitha served in the United States, Europe, and Asia. Her Army training served her well, as she currently serves as Director of Ministry Services 
at Antioch Baptist Church in Fairfax Station, Virginia. Her work includes providing service and assistance to ministries to aid in the successful and safe administration of programs and events from planning, promotion, and logistical support all the way to maintaining the facilities and grounds. She is a lifetime member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Keitha V believes that God has given her the ability to significantly impact the lives of others for his kingdom building through serving others and through the gift of humor. To that end, Keitha V gives God all the glory. Keitha is an old and dear friend of ours who has made me laugh my head off since I was a child. <laughs> Welcome to Making Inspired Choices, Keitha. It is, it is a great pleasure to have you with us to kick off 2016. We want to let the first show of this new year include a little light and laughter for the audience. Thank you for inviting me to share with you all today. I am excited to be here on Making Inspired Choices, and I look forward to our time together. Thank you. Tisa, I also thank you for being here today and helping to grow a community that gives hope and encouragement and even challenges listeners to make the kind of choices that move their lives forward. So, Tisa, let's get started. Tell us a little bit about your background that wasn't mentioned in your bio and what you're doing today. Well, I am a middle child, which makes me special <laughs> in a lot of ways, but I'm special. Um, and growing up uh, with a brother and a sister, uh, I was kind of a peacemaker, uh, but I was also the one who, and I did that through humor. Uh, I always kept peace between the three of us. And But I think my mom would probably say I stirred some things up sometimes. <laughs> as the middle child. Um, but I attended Pacelli High School, uh, which was great. It was in, school was in Columbus, Georgia. Uh, many people said, well, are you from Alabama or Georgia? Well, Phoenix City is right on the state line with, mm -hmm. with Columbus, Georgia. And so uh, my background is that we would go across the bridge and come back across the bridge every day for school. Mm -hmm. um, and then attending Alabama, I just fostered a great love for learning uh, I had a wonderful experience at the university and was commissioned there. And uh, really, I grew up in my church. I learned to love to serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. And my whole purpose, I felt in life, was to go out and for whatever he's given me, the talents, which I've discovered throughout my life, mm -hmm. uh, to employ those as best I could. And where I am today, it's kind of come full circle. Um, by me serving in the Army, I, I really had a variety of jobs. I, I moved a lot of places. I met a lot of people, great friends. I had an opportunity to make lifelong friendships. Mm -hmm. And the friends I've made in the military, they became family, mm -hmm. really. And I really met their their families, mm -hmm. and they met mine. So we really became a family. But more importantly, I think the Army served me well because in being on a staff and knowing what all the staff would do, the different functions of a staff, uh, from administration to intelligence 
to operations, civil affairs, command and control, resource management. Mm-hmm. I think that prepared me for the position I'm in today on the church staff. Uh-huh. Uh, the opportunities that I was afforded, the people I've met, all of that combined allowed me to be at the right place at the right time to serve God. And I will tell you that I feel like I am serving in the best army that you can serve in. And that's the Lord's army. And that's where I am today. Awesome. So, Keitha, well, first of all, we're going to shout out to your brother and sister. (laughs) Um, But, you know, as a middle child, and you said that you often kept the peace, I just can't see your sister Deborah causing any trouble. Now, your brother, maybe, but your sister Deborah. But anyway. (laughs) So, so please tell us, um, how did you become a Christian comedian? Well, I think it goes back, actually, when I was a little girl. I honestly didn't know it was about comedy at the time. I attended Susan E. Allen Elementary School, and I was in about third or fourth grade. After school, each day, I would go out into the parking lot, and I would just start singing my name and clapping. And the children would come around me and clap with me. And I wait for my sister, but I'm singing Keitha Vanessa Johnson. I am Keitha Vanessa Johnson. And my sister will walk up and say, let's go. I stop. We walk home. But the next day, it would happen again. And I never understood either they just didn't have any, really didn't have anything else to do but stand there and look at me, or I, I just couldn't get it. But I did it every day. Well, let's fast forward to the military. And when I was in the military, people would say to me, why are you in the Army? You should be in Hollywood. And I was like, well, I need a retirement check. Uh, I got to pay bills, so I'm going to stay in the Army. But honestly, I really started doing comedy in the military. A friend of mine actually booked a comedy gig for me, unbeknownst to me. She made the arrangements with this person who um, had gotten promoted, and they wanted to roast him. His wife did. And so she put my name out there, accepted the lady's money. And then she called me because I used to always say, I'm going to be a comedian. I'm going to be a comedian. Mm -hmm. And my girlfriend, Mary Ellen, would always say, when? So she helped me take the first step. And I did comedy for 10 minutes and for $50. And I just couldn't believe it. I was like, well, I might become a comedian like right now. (laughs) So, but the way I became a Christian comedian, when I moved to Virginia, I was still in the military. I joined Antioch Baptist Church, Mm -hmm. and I really felt it was important to meet the pastor. I know the church is a big church, but I always felt that you should at least once go in and have a a, a sit down with your pastor. Mm -hmm. So I went and I met with the pastor and shared that I was in the military. I'd be retiring in a few years, and he asked, what would I do after retirement? And I said, well, I want to become a comedian. I want to do comedy. And he asked if I knew about Christian comedy, and I kind of looked I hadn't heard of it. I Mm -hmm. had no idea about Christian comedy. He gave me a tape of a woman called Shonda Pierce. And I took the tape and I listened to it. She was funny. But I kept thinking, I'm not playing with the Lord. I'm not (laughs) going to have the Lord strike me down. You know, I just, I I really didn't grasp the entire concept. Except one day I was in my home and a voice as clear as you and I are talking now Mm -hmm. said, if you don't do comedy for me, Wow. And I really felt that was the voice of God saying, Christian comedy is the comedy I have for you. Not just any, not just comedy, Mm. but Christian comedy. I even had a 
a manager at one time, and he says, well, when you tag yourself as a Christian comedian, mm -hmm. you really are kind of boxing yourself mm -hmm. in. And I don't feel like I box myself in because mm -hmm. if I'm doing comedy for God, there is no box. Amen. So that's yeah. how my, and, and, and pastor, uh, before I really heard that voice, pastor would say to me, uh, at church, at the end of service, and we'd have your guests or whomever, he would in, in, introduce me and says, oh, this is Sister Keith, our Christian comedian. And I would kind of <laughs> behind his back roll my eyes go, I didn't say I would be a Christian comedian. But after that, after I had the revelation that that's really the direction the Lord had me going, mm -hmm. um, I accepted that fully. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't trade it for anything mm -hmm. in the world. Yeah. I wouldn't just want to be a comedian. I am happy to be known as a Christian comedian. So that's how that's how it all evolved. Wow. And so thanks to Pastor Oliver, wow. I'm wow. a Christian comedian. Wow. That's Very a great story. And yes. over all the years that I've known you, I've never heard that story. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. And I, um, um, I've heard many times, um, at least on one side, the story about how perhaps, um, you know, you might have become the the Venus Williams mm -hmm. or the Serena Williams <laughs> uh, when you and, and my wife were playing or at least taking lessons under a certain tennis coach back in Phoenix City. Um, I'm not to take up too much time, but, but, but what happened that, that inhibited you from, from becoming a Serena or Venus? Well, you know, I, I uh, pretty much athletically inclined during high school. I cheered, mm -hmm. ran track. Pretty wow. versatile wow. athlete, wow. Uh, and began taking tennis lessons with our host today. Um, and unfortunately, <laughs> just the foolishness on the court no, not prevented the me from focusing oh, no. so that I would have been, instead of you hearing Venus and Serena, Venus and Serena, you would have heard Keith B. <laughs> she wins another. And Keith B is in Wimbledon, and Keith B. <laughs> So I would attribute the lack of my success to the coach that we're on the air trying to encourage people to be successful with. But I will say praise the Lord, everybody, on that Lord, note. Praise the Lord. Well, yeah. Now I've heard both sides now. Yeah. Thank you very much for sharing. Clarity. That's why you bring clarity. I won't, I won't air the truth of that story at this time. We will just move on. Um, uh, as I said, audience, um, Keith is someone I've known almost my whole life, I mean, since we were children. Um, and I've always known her to be someone really funny. But I've also always known you, Keith, uh, to be someone who applies yourself completely to everything you do. And everything you do, you've done it very well. Uh, so on a serious note, sometimes when people are around, People who are blessed, professional, and successful like yourself, they can't imagine that you, too, have had low points or times of uncertainty about how to move forward with your life. Um, but we've all had those times. Would you share a time or experience when you felt challenged or, or stuck? Absolutely. Uh, I was a major in the Army. And I was eligible for promotion to lieutenant colonel. Mm -hmm. I pretty much thought I would be on the promotion list. Mm -hmm. uh, however, I was not selected. And I was disappointed. Uh, I thought my record was good enough. I thought the promotion board probably just overlooked something. Mm -hmm. 
But the funny thing was, uh, the day before the list, or a couple of days before the list came out, I had a dream. Mm. And I dreamt about the list. Mm. And the way it works in the Army was all the eligible names are on the list. Mm-hmm. And there is a number by your name if you've been selected. Okay. And in this dream, mm-hmm. names had the guy above me had a number, mm-hmm. and the person below me had a number. And I didn't have a number. Mm. I turned that paper sideways. <laughs> in the dream, I really did. I turned it upside down. That Imagine. number did not. No numbers moved. Wow. And the day before the results were announced to the general army, my boss called me in, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Woody Collins, and he shared with me that I was not selected. Mm-hmm. He himself had been in the same situation. He was not selected for a full colonel. Mm-hmm. And he told me that I was a good soldier. I had done a good job. I had, I had a good career. Uh, not to be to uh, be discouraged, mm-hmm. but I will be honest with you, I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. I was discouraged because mm-hmm. a lot of my peers were selected, mm-hmm. people I had gone to the university with, mm-hmm. people in my AG, Agent General's Advanced course or my basic mm-hmm. course, uh, people who I would met throughout my military career, mm-hmm. and I was ashamed. Mm-hmm. I thought, wow. I let myself down. Mm-hmm. I let my family down. I, I don't know who else I felt I left down, but I just mm-hmm. really felt bad. But in that meeting with Lieutenant Colonel Collins, he said to me, you have a purpose. And your purpose has to be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And you've just got to go out and do it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow. But my mind went back to God's word. And I said, you know, God has a plan for my life. And even if part of that plan is me not making lieutenant colonel, Mm -hmm. the one thing I realized was that being a lieutenant colonel was not the know-all, end-all, be-all of my life. And I couldn't let that break me. Mm -hmm. And so I personally said, my plan might not be God's plan. And so I need to go with what I think God's plan is. And at the time, I still didn't know what his plan was, Mm -hmm. but I had to settle myself down and I had to recognize that my life could not be, um, I couldn't focus just on a position or a title. Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. more to keep of thee. Mm -hmm. I used to always say I was keeper before I entered the military, yes. mm-hmm. and I'm going to be Keitha whenever I leave, no matter the yes. rank. Mm-hmm. And I was Keitha in the Army. Mm-hmm. So my thought was it went back to that I was fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. I went back to God has a plan. I had to go back to the things I knew that God had promised me. Not the specifics, but the general mm-hmm. plan of life that he had something for me. And I just had to be patient and work through what it was, mm-hmm and accept what it was, Mm -hmm. and not worry about what others thought of me, Mm -hmm. about not making lieutenant colonel, Mm -hmm. not worrying about my peers. And I have friends who not only uh, were promoted to colonel, Mm -hmm. but to general officers. Mm -hmm. I just had to know that that wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you hear people say, well, what God has for me is for me. Mm -hmm. I believe that. Yes. And honestly, I don't think I would be where I am today 
doing what I'm doing today had I been promoted to lieutenant colonel. Right. I think I would have gotten a totally different assignment mm-hmm. than, than the one that brought me to the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. I would not have retired at 20 years mm-hmm. and began working at Antioch. Mm-hmm. I would not be on, I would have never met Marshall L. Osbury, mm-hmm. who said mm-hmm. to me, have you thought about being a Christian, Christian comedian? Mm-hmm. So while back in the mid-90s, when my name wasn't on a list, I didn't see all of that. Mm-hmm. But in 2016, it's come to fruition that God has brought me a long way, mm-hmm. and the disappointment of not being on a lieutenant colonel's list, mm-hmm. God has blessed me abundantly to be in his army, to serve his people, yeah. and for me to be able to bring humor and laughter to people. Mm-hmm. And that's, even though it was a disappointment then, I had to lean on God and trust that he had something else for me to do, mm-hmm. and it wasn't to soldier the rest of my life, not in the typical U.S. Army fashion, right. but to go out and do something else. Mm-hmm. So that's how I really feel that challenge was difficult, mm-hmm. but not insurmountable. Absolutely. 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 Amen. Wonder, wonderful story. Reminds me to a similar situation that happened to me um, I'd been a, a program, an audit manager for a number of years, and I knew I was ready for a position as a program director. And um, others around me and my supervisors told me I was ready, but I put my name in an application for a program director position, and I was highly disappointed when mm-hmm. I did it. Mm-hmm. And, and I learned at that moment that it wasn't my time. God had another timing for me and something mm-hmm. else for me to do at that mm-hmm. time, you know. And uh goes back to, you know, that we have to wait on the Lord mm-hmm. for whatever he has for you mm-hmm. and for the time that he has it for you. Yeah. Right. And the, eventually I, I did. I did get that promotion, but I had to wait. Right. Yeah. I just had to wait. Right. And during that time, um, did you question your ability or doubt your ability to keep going? Because no, I didn't question my ability to keep going because. I, I'm an outgoing person. Mm-hmm. I am one who, if you put it out there, I'll go get it. Mm-hmm. And although one door was closed in a respect in terms of upward mobility in the army, mm-hmm. I certainly felt that God had other doors for me, mm-hmm. and I and that I would be able. To, and I have many talents. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. God has given me many skills. Amen. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at what you have. How, however, it's been groomed from childhood through Sunday school, through church, through professional organizations, through your education. Mm-hmm. I think you have to take what God has given you and the, the opportunities that He affords you, and you make something happen. Mm-hmm. You allow God to open doors for you. You recognize the doors that He opens, and you try to go through them. And so, for me, um, I stutter stepped. Mm-hmm. And then I just said, hook, two, three, four, four, march, mm-hmm. and kept moving. Kept moving. Uh, kept moving. And I just couldn't see uh, stopping. Mm-hmm. There, there's no way to stop and live. Amen. 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 And I think you pretty much kind of answered the next question I asked you, but, but I ask it anyway. As you look back, was anything shared with you, a particular strategy or a piece of wisdom that made a significant difference in how you chose to handle your challenge? In other words, what led you to the choices you made? I will tell you, um, when I was in high school, uh, our, my assistant principal, 
got into a little alter, um, let me see, um, verbal discussion mm-hmm. with uh, a classmate in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And he closed my hand in the locker, and mm-hmm. I just kind of went off. Mm-hmm. Unbeknownst to me, we were standing in front of the assistant principal's Spanish class. Mm-hmm. So she politely came out and assisted and, and walked me right down to the office. And the one thing she said to me was, you're, you're smart. You've you got a lot going for you. You need to listen. Mm-hmm. You need to listen. Mm-hmm. And so I filed it back in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. It came back to me when Lieutenant Colonel Collins was talking to me mm-hmm. and he told me I had a purpose. Mm-hmm. I was I was disappointed even though I knew I wasn't going to be on the list from the dream, but mm-hmm. as he was speaking to me and really giving me his perspective of his not being on a list, mm-hmm. when he said to me, you have a purpose, that popped back into my mind what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And so I had to be, I had to have my listening ears on because I already knew I wasn't on the list. So I could have gone in there, crossed my arms, mm-hmm. looked at him blankly mm-hmm. and just kind of yada, yada, hurry up. Let mm-hmm. me get out of your office and go back to work. Mm-hmm. But he was compassionate. Mm-hmm. He really cared about me as a person. Mm-hmm. And I felt he was trying to help me bridge this gap mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. appeared before me that I did not expect. Mm-hmm. And so the listening part of that from Sister Marie mm-hmm. at Pacelli High School mm-hmm. said, because I was kind of rambunctious out in the hallway, mm-hmm. came back to me, wow. what, 15 years later. Mm-hmm. And then to hear Colonel Collins say, you have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then for me to know that God's word says he has a purpose for my life. Yes. yes. That's what helped me. Yes. Okay. Wow. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you've talked about um, how much faith has been integral to your uh, dealing with with the challenge um, that you spoke about. I think, uh, you know, what you said, I, I think, will resonate with some folk out there who may be in the midst of a challenge right now and feel. I am beyond what I can bear. I'm beyond what I know what to do about it. Um, so that that is real meaningful to just kind of go deep inside and look at, you know, your root of faith. Um, I really I appreciate your being so open and transparent today, Keitha. I know it's giving someone listening a lot to reflect upon in their own lives. Not everyone is in a place in their life, though, where they have that kind of faith or that kind of relationship with Christ. For someone out there who is saying, Keith, I can relate to what you went through, but I'm not sure how to strengthen or start a relationship with Christ, Mm -hmm. what would you say to them? Linda, I would say just begin right where you are. None of us are perfect. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be perfect, mm-hmm. but we don't want to necessarily stay where we are. Mm-hmm. And Christ says he will accept us the way we are. He wants us to come as we are. Mm-hmm. And so we can't fix up to get ready, to be ready to go with Christ. Mm-hmm. We have to say, this is who I am. Here I am now. Mm-hmm. Lord, help me. 
And I feel like if you, even if you're in disappointing relationships or your finances are bad or you keep saying what you're going to do and it always falls back to you don't do it, Mm -hmm. I think if you just begin right where you are and you have to take, I I believe taking baby steps, you have to crawl before you walk and Mm -hmm. you have to walk before you run. Mm -hmm. And so don't worry about what people are doing to the left and the right and your family saying what you ought to be doing or what colleagues or uh, other Christians that you may know in dialogue with say what you ought to be. Mm-hmm. You have to do what where you are. You have to deal with where you are. Absolutely. So my, my advice to anybody would be begin where you are. Uh, people worry about, well, I can't pray long and I don't have a, mm-hmm. a, a big prayer life and I don't do this. If you have to start with five minutes and you just say, Lord, thank you for today and yeah. do a five minute prayer. Because as you commune with God, he will help you build up your relationship. Yeah. The the Bible, studying, Bible study. Mm-hmm. If you're not in an organized Bible study, you can go to the bookstore. They have Bible studies you can mm-hmm. you can go through mm-hmm. on your own. And if you're disciplined, you can get through them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every little step step helps you. Mm-hmm. And so my my advice to anyone is just begin right where you are and be transparent. God knows all anyway. He knows all. So you don't have to dress it up. You don't have to use fancy words. Mm-hmm. If you just say, here I am, mm-hmm. I want to change. I want to be in your family, God. Mm-hmm. I want you to walk with me. Mm-hmm. I want the faith of and whatever it is you want the faith of mm-hmm. and just do what you can do. I think if you leave the rest of the Lord, he'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. Beautifully said. Mm-hmm. Let me just add, um, you are so right in terms of with needing to know how to pray and all of that. It, it's not a mystery. You can start. Sometimes all I say in prayer is, Lord, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a prayer. Mm-hmm. Lord, you know. Mm-hmm. Because he does. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. He does. Thank you, Keitha, for being willing to let your heart be seen today and for being transparent. And to our listeners, I hope you've gotten some inspiration and a great insight out of our conversation today. To those of you listening for the first time, the intent of this show is for you to hear the stories and lessons and choices of our guests and of of myself and, and today, as my husband has shared also, that they might encourage and uplift you. And now we want to connect with you and hear what you have to say. Again, with it being the first uh, broadcast of the new year, we've allotted extra time for you to call in and tell us what's on your mind. Tell us one of your highlights of 2015 and what you're most looking forward to this year. We love to hear from you out there. So to join us, call 646-716-9397. Again, that's 646-716-9397. As we wait for callers, I'll ask callers to mute uh, their computers before they press one uh, once. Sometime um, someone is on the line also. So if you would please um, mute your computer before you press one. And Keith, another question. What is one of the biggest lessons 2015 taught you? Uh, one of the biggest lessons 2015 taught me is to truly trust God. Uh, I was diagnosed with breast cancer in uh, October of 2014. Mm-hmm. And it is so easy to say, I trust God to get me through this. Mm-hmm. Well, faith is one thing 
and living it as another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in, I began chemotherapy in December of 2014, and it went through March of 2015. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, I truly had to trust the Lord through the chemotherapy treatment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will. I can't say enough. It wasn't enough for me to utter those words, mm-hmm. but I had to believe in my heart that God was going to heal me. That at the end of the chemotherapy sessions. I would be cancer-free or rid of the cancer from my breast and that I wouldn't have any additional treatments to take. And I did not. Mm -hmm. I'm not on any medication at this time. I did not have to take radiation. Uh, And so the big thing for me, and and it kind of paralleled on into just life Mm -hmm. when we have to trust the Lord for every big and little thing. Mm -hmm. And so in 2015, it was trusting him with my walk through chemotherapy. I continue to walk with him through some additional treatments right now. Mm-hmm. And I just, and I'm not uh, worried about the rest of my treatment mm-hmm. uh, regimen mm-hmm. because I really do trust that it's in God's time. Mm-hmm. It's funny I said in God's time, mm-hmm. but I kind of wanted it in my time. Mm-hmm. And some things haven't happened in my time. Mm-hmm. And I had to slow down and say, but I said I trust the Lord. Mm-hmm. So if I trust God, I've got to put my timetable on the shelf. And I've truly got to allow, as God unfolds my treatment, then I have to really go with and walk with him through the delays. And then if he accelerates something, I have to be ready for the acceleration. So 2015, trust. Yes. Wow. Now that's a word. That's (laughs) a word. We have a caller that has joined us. Caller um, at 703-853-6. Press 1, and you'll be on with us live. Caller yes, can you at hear me? Oh, yes. Please go ahead. Yes, I will. Yes, I, I was really uh, encouraged by uh, your guest today. I really enjoyed hearing her story and some of her testimony. I did have a question for her. Uh, you had mentioned when you didn't get your promotion uh, that you were really concerned, or one of the emotions that you felt where you were kind of concerned about what uh, others may have thought about you not getting that promotion. What what advice would you give to people? So I think a lot of people, they struggle with being people pleasers, and they, they're very concerned about what other people might think about them. So what, what advice uh, would you give someone, or how, looking back on that situation in your life, how, how did God free you from not being concerned about people's opinions? Uh, That's a great question. The one thing I learned from that disappointment was that you, I can't control, nor can any of us control what people think of us, whether we're doing great or whether we're doing not so great. And so um, in my experience, God had to show me that what I needed to be concerned about was what he thought about me and not what people thought about me. Because as as wonderful as I may be or anyone may be or as successful as you may be, there there may always be someone who has something to say in a disparaging way about us. Mm -hmm. So if we live worried about what other people say, we stifle ourselves more often than Mm -hmm. not into becoming what God would have us to be Mm -hmm. or accomplishing what he has for us to do. So we have to keep our focus on God. We have to keep our focus on the mission. And if we do that, and for me, that's, that's been the mantra for my life. I have to stay focused and true to what I know God is leading me to and what he wants me to do. Not worry about what people think 
or say about me. Wonderful. Great. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you, caller. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you are free to join us at 646-716-9397. We have a couple of other callers, okay, coming in. Uh, caller at 703 with a 704 prefix. Press 1 and you'll be live on the air. Caller at, at 703-704 prefix, please join us by pressing 1. Okay, we're going to go, you can hear me, and we're going to go to um, one of the other callers that's standing by. People are able to uh, dial this number to listen in only. So if you are um, on the line listening only, you can feel free to say that. I'm going to go to a caller at 571-732 prefix. Press 1 caller at 571-732 prefix if you have a comment or a question. Okay, if you don't, if you're just listening only, let me try another caller that's on the line. We have a caller at 703-494 prefix. Okay, well, let's continue while, and as we see if um, any of the other callers will want to uh, join in with a co uh, comment or question. Um, Keita, you've talked about what in 2015 has been a word that has kind of been your anchor or carried you through um, this year, this past year. What is one of your highlights as you look back over 2015? I think um, one of the biggest highlights I had was to spend Christmas with my family, my brother, my sister, my mom. Mm. That was that was awesome. Mm -hmm. um, we are a Christmas family, so we like to get together during the Christmas holidays. Mm -hmm. As we've grown um, and become adults, we haven't always been able to do that because mm -hmm. our my sister and brother have, have their own families mm -hmm. and they have new traditions. Mm -hmm. And so this year we were able to do that and just had a really enjoyable uh, Christmas. Right. Yeah, we had a great time. Right. Right. Yeah. I was looking at something that I picked up off my desk a little while ago, and it carries me back to something you said earlier about, um, you know, when you're expecting something and you don't get it, you know, when God has other things for you. And this, this item that I'm looking at is something that, that someone left in his locker, and he's cleaning out his mm -hmm. locker yesterday, mm -hmm. okay? And um, he left this poster, and it has a, quite a few words on it, but I'll just you know, mention a few of, of them that are on here. Um, and it says, you know, people are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you're kind, people may accuse you of being selfish and with ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. 
If you are successful, you will win some unfaithful friends and some genuine enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and sincere, people may deceive you, but be honest and sincere anyway. Create anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, some may be jealous, but be happy anyway. The good you do today will often be forgotten. Do good anyway. Give the best you have, and it will never be enough. Give your best anyway, and the final analysis is between you and God. Between you and God. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. I think I I heard that um, or saw that in in the last couple of days. I think we um, so often, you know, at the beginning of a year and – And as we put the show together today, we said, you know, at the beginning of a new year, it's really a chance to start again and to decide or choose your focus, choose the kind of mindset you want to have going into the year, choose the things that are most important Mm -hmm. to you to focus on. So I, I really like that idea of if you're going to be kind, if you're going to be caring and, and courageous in your life, do it anyway without regard for um, how it may come across to others um, and being focused on what God wants you to be about. Amen. 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 Uh, Keitha, I'm going to just uh, go one more time to see if we have any callers uh, before we wrap up today's show. I'm hoping that someone will want to share some of the uh, highlights of their year or some of their uh, some of the things they're looking forward to, particularly for 2016. Callers, uh, please join us if you have any comments or questions for our guests at 646-716-9397. Please feel free to join us. Okay, we do have another call coming in. 703-451-PREFIX. Press 1 and you'll be on with us live. Good good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I am calling to to I'm calling to thank Keitha as well as both hosts, I caller. We're listening, but yes. Good afternoon. Okay. Hi. Hi. I'm calling to uh, just make a comment and observation. I've had occasion to to know Keitha and observe Keitha for years and years. Yes. And I I know and I'm calling to thank each of you, Akisa, also for the walk that you demonstrate, that people observe, young people especially, observe. Yes. So I'm calling to thank Kisa for the strength that she has shown and so on. So that is the purpose of my call as well as Richard and Linda. Thank you. Oh, thank you, yeah, caller. Thank you, thank you, caller. Thank you. Much appreciated. Thank you, and please keep listening. 
Are there any other callers out there? 646-716-9397. I think it's just a blessing sometimes to get to share. You know, I think we all have a story. Frankly, we all have a testimony of going through some things and triumphing over those things. Um, we believe as as Christians with the help of the Lord. But if you have uh, something that has happened in the past year that you want to uh, say something about or just express, it might be very encouraging to someone who's listening. So please feel free to call in. Um, Keith, uh, uh, what parting words would you like to share with our listeners today? Anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, we restrain ourselves and constrain ourselves by uh, thinking what we can't do. Mm-hmm. But perhaps in 2016, the mindset would be, what would I like to do? What am I dreaming of? Mm-hmm. What are my goals? Mm-hmm. What is it that I really want to accomplish? And it takes hard work. Mm-hmm. It takes dedication. It takes time. But it takes a first step. Yeah. And so in 2015, uh, excuse me, 2016, perhaps the thought is take a step toward your goal. Take a step toward your dreams. Yeah. Take a step toward your commitment. Take a step toward whatever it is that you're looking for in 2016. Amen. Because Amen. you may find that the first step is not as hard as you thought it would be. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And even even if you were very successful in 2015, you know, there's more you can do, and, and God expects more from you. And and I have another, um, you know, piece of wording here mm-hmm. that I want to mention is from Philippians uh, 3, chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. Mm-hmm. And it reads, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and, and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on for the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. Amen. Beautiful. Amen. Thank you. Okay. I just want to. Uh, I just want to say this has been super special for me uh, to have. Uh, Spike is my co-host today. You did a great job, huh? Well, thank you very much. And, and um, I, I, I'm really impressed with, with the new program that you're starting this month. And as with um, you know prior programs, um, the women in, in this program will be, be really, really enriched by what you're offering. And as you all walk with the Holy Spirit you know, through this, there will be many, many um, new inspired choices they will make that will help their lives significantly. Um, but uh, let me thank Keitha for being our guest today. Thank you very much. Uh, what you shared will be helpful to so many, mm-hmm. and we pray that um, this will result in someone making very inspired choices in their lives. And to our listeners, thank you very much for tuning in today. If you or someone you know has a powerful story to share, please email Linda on lcrn at gmail.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-O-N-L-C-R-N 
at gmail.com. It's been a pleasure to be Linda's co-host today. I've always wanted to be on radio, and I didn't take advantage of my opportunity. Hopefully, I, I stayed well and fared well. Hopefully, I'll be called back again. <laughs> so, listeners, I hope that you'll tune in to her next show on January 26th, right here at 12 noon. And remember that you can always go back and listen to the prior broadcast, uh, either at um, uh, using iTunes radio or back using the website that was offered for this show. And there you can find um, um, her other prior shows. I know if you click on one of the tabs, her name and search, you'll see her prior show showing up as well. Thank you again. Thank you so much, Han. Um, <clears throat> I really know how to pick a co-host is all I've got to say. <laughs> um, before we wrap up, uh, ladies out there, a special invitation. If you or anyone you know is interested in the benefits of Christian life coaching, you can still get into one of my um, upcoming programs, but they are launching I'm doing individual sessions this week, and we start group sessions next week. So you have to contact me today if you're interested. You can go to my website, www.lindastevensjones.com. That's Linda Stevens, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S, jones.com, for info and sign up. Keitha, do you have any shout-outs before we close? Of course I do. My shout-out is to the University of Alabama, the 2016 National Champions of the World. And to my mom, who stayed up past midnight to watch the game. Go, Mom. Thanks, Ms. Eula. Go, Bama. Roll tight. Roll tight. (laughs) And, honey, do you have any shout-outs? Well, of course, um, you know, I I had to... um, become a um, follower of the Tide, you know, <laughs> having married, you know, a, a, a Tide alum and, and knowing so many other Tide alums, you know, in our immediate family of friends. Um, but I also want to give a shout out to, um, you know, my mom and my sisters and brother who, who listen to your show and they're inspired by it and to everyone else that we've invited to listen and be a part of the show. Um, and again, thank you very much, Linda, for, for a fine um, representation of offering, you know, opportunities for young women, older women, and men as well. Yeah. Because uh, you've had men clients in your service of uh, helping them to make inspired choices. Um, and uh, it's, it's a great, great windfall for everybody. Thank you. And um, any other shout-outs, Keith, before we close? No, I shout it out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to give a shout out before we close to every person out there who has a dream in their heart for this year. I ask that you meditate on it and let your dream be inspired and guided by the Holy Spirit through prayer. It has been just such a pleasure today to be with you as always, but I just want to say a special thanks for continuing to uh, listen to this broadcast and do community. And please mark your calendars to join us for the next broadcast, as Spike mentioned, on January 26th, right here at 12 noon, where my guest will be 
Reverend Dr. Marshall Osbury, pastor of the Antioch Baptist Church in Fairfax Station, Virginia. You don't want to miss what he has to share. To all of our callers and listeners, again, Happy New Year. Thank you for being with us today, and please spread the word for me. Until next time, Happy New Year, and stay blessed. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.